0: The, you know what? My jackass self did not check the motherfucking levels. So I don't even know if the levels is good or not. Levels is not good. The levels is not good. <laughs> Hold on one second. Alright, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. You guys went like yo, you're supposed to be in by now. These like that whole. What am I looking for? What am I? Something ain't right here. No, that ain't right. 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 Maybe that's right. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's right. I think that's right. Level's not good levels is not good let's try this again i think that's milk i think that's the one i was missing i think i found the one i was missing Uh, there you go there you go let's try this again Go level still ain't good yet. level still ain't good yet We wet the whole shit shit down and start all over again. Nah, that's not about to happen. Let's go Let's get ready and start the show you guys ready for this. I know you guys were like yo, why am I looking at a blank screen? Why this dude talks to us recklessly? It's just how the show be sometimes Yo, the show be like that, and you be in the trap. Right now, this is exactly what it is. It's a podcast trap. Welcome to the show. Hey, yo, somebody stop my intro music so I can stop rambling. The Mighty Sports Podcast. Hope you guys are ready for this because it has been what I what I, I I keep saying this. That just means that it keeps happening over and over and over and over again. But you know what? It has been a minute since we've been here. So good. evening, and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only talent, El Idolo Deportivo Taylor. It is a never-in-fuego day. Yo, It is another never-in-fuego day in the hottest city in the world. We coming at you live and direct from Palm Beach, Florida, folks. They said today we're supposed to have a high of 86, well, it was like 83-ish, you know, real feel. Low today. I think they said it's going to be like 73. We had a chill day today, believe it or not. This is a chill day in October. I realize it's October, and I'm still over here talking about 80-degree weather. For all my people in the back, all my people up the north, don't yell at me. I can hear you now, Be Keep it down. Simmer down over there. The phone lines are open, and they open early today. We're taking all callers, all platforms. Don't forget, however you listen, how you may be listening, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube tune in uh, no 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 that's if you're listening to the re-ear that's i gave you all the places to catch if you listen live and if you if you listen listening to the re-ear there's listen to anywhere that you listen to your podcast at right just tell your just small speakers hey, yo, put on the myt sports podcast it's just pineapple orange juice today i'm taking it i'm taking it low because it's been a while it's been a while. We got a big show for you guys today. We got a big show for you guys today. So, it's, it's officially Monday. It's October 9th. This is Value 9, Episode 6, track 552 out of my T-Sports podcast. Listen, we got two quarterbacks. Listen, this is how long it's been we have to talk about. We got two quarterbacks and 16 sacks we got to breach into. Since we talking about 16 sacks or all these sacks, we got a Bluetooth promo code to make sure that we give you guys today. Right? We have them we have the NBA Media Day that that recently just passed. And when I say we, this is how long it's been, this is how long it's been. We already got preseason Knicks games on over here. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. I don't wanna get in trouble. Right? <coughs> we got next preseason. Now. We already got next preseason games got, um, going on. The WNBA finals has already been set and, for, and the first game has already been played. We got our birthday shout outs coming up at the top of the podcast. You know you know what that's all about. So if you know anybody that had a birthday over the weekend, we're talking about on Saturday the 8th. We're to, sorry, Saturday 7th. We're talking about on Sunday the 8th. And even if you know anybody that got a birthday today, you go ahead and you start tagging them. You start shouting them out in the comment section. i right. You start telling them, "Hey, yo, you come listen to the podcast, so you can get your birthday shout." Yo, I paid for this for you. Hey, I know me and you know you ain't paid for this, but you tell them that you paid for it so that they feel special and shit. right? You mean, know you paid for this? Right? We got that. We got that to get into. We got. We still got the ripple effects of the Dame trade. Right? That's, <laughs> that's 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 been happening. We got a couple of free agent signings? Do we? Do we? I don't know about that I don't know about that topic anymore. Right? We got the, we got the Carnello and Charlo fight that we didn't get a chance to get into, right? Mm mm The last time that we was on, I told you guys that I was going to go watch a play in Orlando. That was called The Comedy of Errors. We going to get we going to talk about that review as well as as much as we will get into the worst coaching job ever. We have all that and more coming up right here next on the My sports Podcast. But you know what we say here, regardless of the time and regardless of the weather. Coach? That's when it just clicked in my mind that if you just run through somebody's face, a lot of people ain't gonna be able to take that over and over and over and over and over and over we- and over 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 again. They just not gonna want that. Woo! Cause we back at it like a sports fanatic on the Ma T Sports. oh man oh man it feels good. Yo it's been a minute it's been a minute and I ain't gonna front it was not supposed to be a nine-day hiatus. Had to play. Was to come back on Monday. Got sick all out. La- I was sick all last week. Had none of this. None of this. None of this. Right. And when I tried to pause, I had none of this. Right. I had none of this. And then when I tried to talk, like I'm still covering. I'm still recovering a little bit. I'm still recovering a little bit. So I'm debating how much I'm gonna how much I'm gonna achieve today on the podcast. <clears throat> yeah. See, I'm still a little flummy. Still a little flummy. See, so yeah, anytime I try to, anytime I try to talk, you know how it is—chest congestion and so on. That was me. That was me all last week. But we we here now. We back, and you know what we do at the top of the show. We start off every single podcast right by giving out a little birthday shout out to everybody that had a birthday since the last time that we was on the air. I'm not going back ten days. I'm just gonna have to keep things on regular pace. So we catching Saturday bodies on the seventh. We catching Sunday bodies on the eighth. We catching bodies for today. Ain't today Columbus Day? Fuck Columbus. <laughs> we catching bodies for today. <laughs> Columbus Day. You know what Columbus Day is, right? Let's be for real. Everybody that has kids. Everybody that that's been around kids. We all we all know this, right? Things that you've had sitting around the house forever. You know exactly where it is, exactly what it does, right? Then all of a sudden, what's going on, Rich? I see you. Thank you. Then all of a sudden, the kid comes up and be like, hey, look what I found. Like, you ain't find that? That was sitting over there in That's Columbus Day. (laughs) Your kid's randomly scrummaging through your house and finding shit that was already there. Let's get into these birthday shoutouts before, before we get all oh, any further, because you know somebody's getting salty. You know somebody's getting salty so much. Ooh. Ooh. That's coming in kind of hot, though. That's coming in kind of hot. Let me get that down like three decimals, though. Right? Maybe even 14. Feels a little bit better. I think I can rock with that. You know what we say here because yeah, it's your birthday. We said it's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your b- b- because it's your birthday. We sing happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. All right, folks, you know what goes on here. I've already said it once. I've said it twice. Do I have to say it thrice? I'll repeat it one more time. This is the birthday segment of Mighty Sports Podcast. We give a little birthday shout to everybody that had a birthday just last time we was on the air. So we got birthdays for the 7th of October. So want to say happy birthday. Yo, let's, let's get it in there. I want to say happy birthday to, to one of my sergeants, right? one of my soldiers from back in Germany, which I tell people, Germany was the most fun, I think I, nah, not I think, Germany was the most fun I had in the army. And it wasn't just like, because it was fun, right? But there was also a lot of life lessons that was learned it was a lot of influential people that was put into my life at that time. A lot of OGs, a lot of old heads, a lot of people experienced life that helped guide you, guide you through it. The good, the bad, the ugly, the, the savvy, the messy, the salty, right? Until <laughs> so my like through all of it, right? Like a bottle of Metamucil, you know, in a body that's used to being constipated, like that kind of stuff. So and 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 McCall, Chester McCall was one of them. He was one of the he was one of the big homies, one of the OG. So definitely want to say happy birthday to Chester McCall, Yo yo yo! Not only just me, cause I, I'm gonna speak for i speak for everybody. Right? I'm gonna speak for everybody that 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 met you from my demographic. You know my age range, right? we reason in the military. We all want to wish you a happy birthday, and we wanna, we all want to thank you for your knowledge, your kindness, and and for your time and expertise that you put into us young knuckleheads. Salute you, dog, all day. Shout out to the big homie. Also, 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 also. Let's move forward to the eighth, right? And we got a couple of birthdays for the eighth. Yeah, we got a couple of birthdays for somebody that normally comes and he joins the podcast. You heard? <laughs> You've seen him in past years on the podcast. He's been there before. You've heard him during our trivia days. He's been there. Trivia enthusiast. You know what I mean? Sports hothead. Sports super fan. Kind of like myself in some regard. We share a name. You know what I mean? His name is J.R. You call him Junior or you want to call him Bubba, but it's J.R. Derringer. I want to say happy birthday to We've you. seen him on the podcast for the last, I want to say for the last two seasons. Like, were we at season nine? Yeah, we've seen him in there season seven and season eight. Definitely season eight. I could be stretching when I say season seven, but he's definitely been there for season eight, yeah. and he's been a regular on the podcast. Shows up, shows up probably as often as anybody can when it comes to that trivia segment. And when I say he shows up, he shows up and he shows out. That he comes there, he's on time, he's ready to participate, and the energy is big. So since, since we since we talking about the big energy that he gives us, let's go ahead and make sure that we give him a big shout out. Happy birthday to JR Bigga. Also wanna say happy birthday next to one of my homeboys named Doug Clark Doug. Wanna say happy birthday to you, happy to see you home. Congratulations. I seen you got home, and you ain't waste no time dropping another hit single. I seen you popping bottles in the club. That's what I call it now. That's what I call it now. We no longer shooting up the club. Nah, I don't like that negative connotation that that, that, that thing brings, right? So we popping bottles in the club. I seen you popping bottles in the club. I seen it. Congratulations, homie. Congratulations. And then also, lastly, I want to say happy birthday, right, to our old co-workers of mine, the lovely lovely, I want to say Creole, French, New Orleans, I couldn't remember what it was, what it was, what it was, but well, her name is Ludmilla La Roche, La Roche, one of the two, one of the three, <laughs> right, but I want to say happy birthday to her as well as it's been a minute since, I, since we ran into each other, homie, you know what, Maybe we can get together, have a smoke session again, holla at your boy, so let's go ahead and yo, bring, yo, bring that beat back, right, so we, so we can go ahead and air this out one last time. So to Chester, and to Bubba, I mean JR, and Doug, and also the lovely Mia, I want to say happy birthday to you all. I hope you guys party hard. You enjoyed everything. You regret nothing. But more importantly, you continue to stay mighty. Check. Uh, Cut the beat. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Let's let's get half into it, right? Because you guys you guys know how we start here in the podcast. We like to do we got like, We like to start off every single podcast. Not only with a little birthday celebration, but we like to have a game on. Like I ain't gonna lie. When the season when, when the podcast the season of podcast first started, and I and I don't know who's having a rougher time to the beginning of their season. If it's this podcast, the Saints or the Giants. Between the three of us, we are having a real rough start to the beginning of the season. We going to bounce back. The Mighty Sports Podcast is going to bounce back. As in a couple of weeks, we will be back at Sharkies, And we ain't going to be back on Wednesdays. Oh, no, no, no. Kong contra, on Fred. We are going to be back today. When, when, when today. It's going to be on. We're going to be back at Sharkies in a couple of weeks on Mondays. What does that mean for you guys? That means Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah. That means my sports Podcast. Oh, yeah. That means Mighty trivia reformatted, brand-new style. That's coming back on Mondays. And maybe, just maybe, when I'm done... Maybe I air some things out on the ones and twos, play a little bit of music for the boys and girls in the back that came and listened to your boy st- on the sports tracks. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe. Like I said, it's been a while since we since we've been here. And before we get to the sports, some of you guys, like, yo, it's been a minute, dog. Can we get right into the sports now? Nah, let's relax for a minute, bit of it. because the reason why we have been going for so long, and how I was, I think I got sick too, was going to Orlando to go watch the Comedy of Errors, right, which is it's by William Shakespeare, and it's a madcap Mardi Gras adventure. I gotta go back and try and, and find this Shakespearean play and actually read it, because that, and that was put on by my cousin, again, um, Roberta Emerson. Right, you guys seen me go up um, go up to Orlando before to go watch one of her plays. The last one I went to go went to go witness was Apologies to Lauren Hansbury, U2 August Winslow. Which I renamed unapologi- Unapologetically Black. Let's go ahead and bring that to the camera a little bit. Let's see if we get that in focus. Without the light killing it. That's the last. That was, that was the one I went to the last time. This is what we went to recently. That light is killing it, ain't it? <laughs> I should have. I know what I should have done. But you guys are Instagram. You guys will get a better looking at it. There you go. There you go. Instagram people. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Focus. On me. On me. On me. On me. There we go. So, went to go watch this um, the show Comedy of Errors, and I think I picked up I may have picked up a um, a bug from the audience or something like that. That's really the only places I've been since the since we last did the podcast. Can I tell you? Once again, a phenomenal show, phenomenal show. Not just the acting, right? Which at times, I'm not gonna lie to you. As much as you, as much as you get engulfed by the actors, your first immersion of the play comes from the set, and their sets are always so damn on point. <laughs> right. Their sets are so always down. But I remember telling my my boy about something about the old about the other set. I was like, "Hey, they had this the ground, and no doubt they used it again." And this compartment that brought stuff in and out the ground. And you definitely, you love know, it. There's a player down on the field. So we got we got Green Bay and Las Vegas on over here, as well as Knicks versus Celtics preseason. As you guys know, we like to have a, we like to have a game on in, in the beginning of the show. We do all, or during the show. Begin of the season, we had no games on for real, for real. At least nothing to have on, like, on a regular basis. And I felt so naked. I I felt so naked. Talking sports with you guys. And not having any kind of sports on. Don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's It's just how I felt. This is the way I feel. It's the way I felt. How I felt about this play, though? Something completely different. This play was fire. Comedy of Errors. I, I, and I know it's probably it's too late because the show ran from September 6th to October 1st at the Orlando Shakes in partnership with UCF, right? So this is up in Orlando. Um, so if you want to go, just go to OrlandoShakes.org and Orlando Shakes, like Shakespearean. And you'll be able to catch when all of their events are going on, all of their plays. But as much as I'm enjoying it and I'm, and I'm watching the... And, I, and I'm... Looking at the set, I'm taking in the crowd, right? The the actors, the actresses, and everything else. I can, as much as I would like to give you a even a, a, a better review on this play, because it was it was it was it was phenomenal. It was funny. It was witty, right? And when I say that this is a play that all ages can enjoy, I truly mean that from as early as three years old. Because I invited my, I invited my, my brother up right so he came out with his wife and, and, and their baby right with my brothers right all of them came up right So my brother Don Elk, he comes up and you know he brings his wife Yoli brings the baby little Lonnie right And what made the play for me, was watching this three-year-old girl's reaction to the action and when i say that that probably helped put me at ease more than anything because you know how it is when you have kids around right especially that young you never know how they're going to react you never know if they're gonna be still if, if they're gonna be able because far too often we don't give kids enough we don't give kids enough credit we really don't and what we do is that we allow society to put stereotypical ideas in our head of how kids are. Oh, kids can't sit down and focus on anything for more than seven seconds. That's because they, they, they're trying to bring in a new wave of technology where they put things in seven second snips when it comes from videos and everything else. Because I'm pretty sure your kid sits down and watches things for more than seven seconds. Now we understand that kids could be hyper and they could be a little bit rowdy or unsettling. But far too often, right? We allow stereotypical comments and views, right, or worldly opinions, like have you know have us depict on, make predetermined thoughts of how of how children may react in certain in certain in certain scenarios. When literally what you're doing is that you're put, you're trying to put your your adult consciousness and experience into into. Somebody that's only been on the earth for three years, and doesn't even understand half the things that you're worried about. (sighs) And this now, now this has nothing really to do with that as much, but this, but we all had that same kind of like skepticism, like like alertness to us, and then it was quickly washed away by seeing how engulfed this little one was in the play. And we're talking about laughing on cue, (laughs) right? At times. Of drama she is sitting there with her mouth over her hand over her mouth like and eyes wide and bright just when I say that this is one of the things that you realize that I realized definitely that you can realize that she was hooked immediately almost immediately right and it kind of started in the same sequence. First it was the allure of going into this theater. Right? And seeing everybody packed into this one place to see what's ever going on in front of us. Also having front row seats, right? <laughs> right. So so we're the so we're the so, so we're the Carter family of this whole thing. <clears throat> right, so we have the front row seats packed. And then you see the stage and you see her it look start looking at the stage and getting kind of curious, like, what the heck is this beautiful monstrosity that has been put together? Then you see the lighting start to come in from the play, and you start seeing and you start seeing the sparkles in the eyes start to go off as things just start working around us. And then as a good performer does the first person on stage doesn't just wallow onto the stage. No. Enters the room. Makes themselves known. Establishes a presence. And immediately captivates the audience. And it captivated a three-year-old little girl. I'm telling you, it's moments like that, it's moments like that, that make me wanna go home immediately and practice having kids. (laughs) And possibly even follow through with the shot. (laughs) Just say it, just say it. It's moments like that. Because as much as I enjoyed it, the fact that my niece enjoyed it, right? One twelve and one three. The fact that they both enjoyed it as well, and they, and that everybody from twenty two to three to twelve to forty two to seventy to <laughs> you understand like every age group was covered. We're talking about single digits, double digits, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, all there in the front row, and. Everybody enjoy. and <laughs> I, I don't know how this happens. And we're gonna we're gonna move on to the sports pretty soon. I don't know how this happens, but no doubt, some way, shape, or form, I get involved in the play. I'll tell you how in a sec. Actually, no, I'll tell you. How. I'll tell you how right, immediately. They're going through a portion of the play where they're talking about. A, um, I, f- I forgot. What the point of it was. But they come in and they point out a gentleman with no hair. And then they point out. And then they bring the reference back, back also to a gentleman with hair. And as they said that, I was like, oh, you talking about me. I was like, well, you know, I can't help if I am just born with what. God blessed me with, <laughs> and I take out the hair, I start shaking it out, <laughs> crowd starts going crazy, you hear a couple of the woo girls pop out, even a couple of woo boys, All right, I get myself a little mini applause, intermission comes around, All right, I take my niece to go back to the gift shop so we can get a couple of gifts real quick to remember the event, support the local, you know, support the local community as well, or, or, or the local, or, the or, or, you know, local guild. Get inside there, somebody passes by, I'm like, hey, do what they're here. <laughs> My niece goes, Uncle Junior, how is it you meet somebody new everywhere we go? I'm like, I, I didn't even, do. she's like, like, Whatever. You get into the line to go get a drink. <laughs> and no doubt, there's a couple people in line I was like, "Hey, my God with the hair is like, yo, yo, I would've done the same thing too. Like yo, if you didn't let your hair out and shake it, <laughs> shake it for them, I would've been disappointed. I was like, hey, if you gonna put me in the show, then I gotta give you a show. I don't see nothing wrong. <laughs> my niece is like, I can't take you anywhere, Uncle Junior. <laughs> I was like, I can't help it that I have an attractive personality. It's just one of those things. Like. I'm I'm magnetic, baby. (laughs) It is what it is. Now, while I I may be magnetic, and I may be polarizing, I'm not more polarizing than the New York Jets. I'm I'm not. I I wish I was. I wish I may. I wish I might one day be as polarized as the team that takes flight. Can I get a one-time for the one-time? Not you. Go away. One time. Wait, did I hear Chill Will somewhere? feel like I heard Chill Wheel lingering somewhere. Nope, that's not Chill Will. I hear. I heard somebody lingering somewhere. <coughs> New York Jets is the last time we spoke. Doing better than the New York Giants. Doing way better than the Denver Broncos. Ooh. Way. Way better. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, damn, why is his bobblehead so sweaty? Way, way better scenario than the, than the Denver Broncos. Are the New York Jets anything the right home, the right home, the right home about? Nah, nah, nah. They're not. Have they been a team to help keep your blood pressure low this season? Nope. 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 Not that either. The New York Jets are actually just as exciting as we thought they were going to be just without Aaron Rodgers there. Which, <coughs> I'm going I'm to crisscross. We're going to cross streams a little bit, right? Pause. We're going to cross streams a little bit here. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something, that's going to sound wild to you, but when I bring in this correlation, maybe not so much. The New York... Why, well, the New York Jets defense is not the 85 Bears, obviously. It could be Rex Ryan's defense. It could be comparable to the Legion of Boom. 85 Bears is wild. But I get it. You understand what you were trying to go for. Right? And if... Unless you're just being a Nick ...picky, critical... ...ass crumb. You know what I mean. Those those annoying pieces of toilet paper... ...that kind of get stuck in you. You You know know those ones that you find... ...when you're eating your girl out sometimes? What the fuck is it? That you find. You. I specifically said you. I didn't say we. You excluded myself out of this one. The defense isn't bad. They're... You can put them up there with some of the good defenses in the league. Maybe even the great defenses of of, of, of the past. And the only reason why I believe right now their defense... Isn't talked more about? Or has more respect put on their name? Well, it's two reasons. It's one they one you because you had a player compare them to the '85 Bears in, before the season started, and two because there's no Aaron Rodgers. And now you saying to yourself, how does Aaron Rodgers affect on how this defense is respected? Because your quarterback isn't respected, your offense isn't respected. So every every single week, week in and week out, the talks are. You've either lost, you've lost bad, or you won by the skin of your, or by, by, the, by the hair of your chinny-chin-chin. Chin. And I'm here to cut all that fat off right now and, and let you know. <coughs> and I'm glad that another player came out to help me with this correlation. Nick Claxton from the Brooklyn Nets he recently was he recently had an interview where he mentions of how salty he is, right? Because after Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving left, his name was basically erased from the defensive Player books, defensive player of the year race. His name was removed, right? Defensive, defensive team. His name was removed from. <coughs> Suddenly, he's an afterthought when it comes to the defense that he plays. Because now it's just that a. Now it's the lonely Nets again. It's the fun, lovable bunch. If they, the hardworking gang. If they win, then, then. <coughs> you're not there to notice the anchor that he is when you know when you have those two prolific guys. Also but also you're not seeing him enough anymore. And that kinda sucks. Because that's because you're not seeing him on T V. That's mean that he's not out there playing. That he's not you're not that you don't see his numbers. That means somebody isn't keeping track of his stats. And if his stats remained comparable, his efficiency, right? His his, def- his, his his defensive per stayed comparable. I'm hope I'm not having audio issues. Then why would there be a fall off? Is the only fall off because he doesn't he doesn't have a superstar there on offense on the team to help uplift the pr of the team or the note or the notoriety of the team. So I can understand his frustration, and I think that's what's going on with the New York Jets. That these I'm looking at these trades. Three they're talking about some old stuff. Bradley Bill going to the Phoenix Suns along with Jordan Goodwin and Isaiah Todd, Washington Wizards, receiving Chris Paul, laundry Shamit, Bilal, Kalabu, and six second six second round picks. And the Pacers get Jairis Walker. I feel like this is old. I'm turning this off. I'm putting on the football game. This is making my head hurt. Actually, no, I'm not putting on the football game. The Brooklyn Nets are playing the LA Lakers. Actually, no, I'm not. Scratch that. The San Antonio Spurs are playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. <clears throat> and if I'm not mistaken, we've already seen Victor um, Robin, um what about your mama? Um already drive to the lane, go through she- home um Holgrim, Homebird, whatever his name is. Right? Get the and one and flex on him. Squeaky. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> oh, man. So let's let's go ahead and take a look at that. I'm, so we'll peeking in that for a second, right? And ooh. I shaved that before I came on here. I didn't get it, I forgot to spray underneath the neck. All right, so we'll keep an eye on this game as well. Right? So we we'll wanna see a little bit of Victor What about your mama? And but also, we're gonna make ourselves over to that nets and Okay, so this is almost done. About it's about under four minutes left to go. Oklahoma City is winning one eighteen to one eleven. I should really get into some basketball talk, but let's finish up with these Jets real quick. It's not going to be real quick. And so, since we're here, and, and it's preseason, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. Not could not, not not even though the the Knicks won, not particularly happy on how it looked when it was starters versus. Versus starters, especially since The Boston Celtics quickly pulled all of their starters And With the New York Knicks, with the majority of their starters in the game Were a three-point deficit To the Boston Celtics That bothers me a little bit It's early, but it bothers me I don't like to see it, especially since I'm over here laughing as I see that Christoph is Already starting the season off on the bench as I told you, he would. 56 games. That's all you're going to get from him. Cherish them. Make the most of them. Because for 56 games, if everybody else is there, you're going to be one of the baddest teams in the league for 56 games. So let's cross back over. Right. Let's head back, let's head back to these Jets again. So I think that, so back to what I was saying what I think is happening with these Jets and this jets defense is that the poor play of the offense has become so polarizing that you haven't had a chance to credit the defense yet Zach Wilson's mediocre play has been so polarizing that you can't credit the defense yet Which is wild to me. <coughs> Last week they played Kansas City, right? Kansas City Chiefs jumped off, jumped off to an early seventeen nothing lead, right? Kansas City Chiefs don't score another point until let's 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 run this back. I want to make sure I say this right. Yep, fully. Kansas City Chiefs don't score again until the second half of that game. And, sorry, 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 my bad. They put up 17 points in the first quarter. Next time they score in the game is in the second quarter where they put up a field goal. Next time they score again is when they score in the fourth quarter to put up another field goal. They win this game 23-20. I just told you the first quarter was 17 nothing. Again, Kansas City has that cheating guard that likes to line up. Four steps um um behind behind the center, still not getting called. This game ends controversially because in what should have been Patrick Mahomes' third intercept fourth interception. Sorry, two of them was recorded. One was dropped, and one was taken back. One was taken back on a, on one was taken back at the end of the game. On a dicey. Pass interference call, and I, and I do say dicey when all this. I am not the one to sit here and, and. It was dicey, it was shaky. If this if, if 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 this was wilding out, I don't know who that dude's name is in the referee show sure He was <laughs> kind of shaky, boy. kind of shaky. Emmanuel, he would have came out here and hit you with hit you with one of those. Cause it was super shaky call. And it should have been Patrick Mahomes' fourth interception of the night. One was dropped. One was dropped. One was fully dropped. And one was dropped to the point where you realize, yeah, that's the reason why, why your position says DB and not WR. But it was technically four interceptions that he threw. We have seen this defense, for the most part, Just give up field goals. When they lost to, was it Dallas? Early in the season. Was it Dallas? Let's go back. I think it was Dallas. Have we played Dallas yet? Yeah. No, sorry, Patriots. We lost to the Patriots. That was five field goals. When we lost to Dallas, actually, if I'm not mistaken, what happened with Dallas? Touchdown. In the first quarter, and then field goals the rest of the way through in a safety. Now, that game was a lot more embarrassing. Alright? As you see You see the roller coaster that's happening with the Jets. Alright? First game, obviously, this game right now, you see Coach coaching up the game. We're going to take a quick pause. 122 121, Oklahoma City is up with 3.1 seconds left to go. San Antonio Spurs has the ball and they're about to inbound. See them come off the curl, takes the wide shot, and off. Nothing fancy. This is a simple curl for a, corner th- for a corner three. Contested shot, goes in and out. Game over. One twenty-two, one twenty-one. Oklahoma City takes this matchup, which I'm probably gonna see a lot of. Oklahoma City and San Antonio in five years from now. Let's say things kind of stay together. They and 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 the key players involved stay healthy. Even three years from now, that's gonna be a marquee matchup. That's gonna be a marquee matchup that we're gonna to wanna to see. And I say things play out for 10 years. That's gonna be a matchup we're gonna be seeing for a while. Between some of the early the early ladders of the game. I don't know how long this thin era continues for. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna take one shack. One shack to make this lead go thick again. And that's the reason why there's a little bit more respect put on for people like Allen Iverson, Muggsy Bow things like that. Because they were really playing against 300-pound people. You understand? Your, your big men were always a solid 265, 280, 300, 305, 310, 325. Imagine having to play on the court 325 pounds. And when you go to the hole, his only purpose... Is to meet you at the rim. Because you met everybody at the rim at that time. See, people didn't care about being dunked on. It was so different. Everybody's so scared about being oh dunked on. And you know how I know about it? Because because, because it's part of their culture already. Because you hear they had to talk about it in 2K. I don't want to be dunked on. Nobody has pride anymore to go challenge it. But also, it's because nobody has the body for it. You realize every single big man should be a, should be a rim challenger. If you a rim protector. Every single power forward and center should be. Half of these small forwards should be help defenders. But they're not at the rim. The only guy that truly gets treated the way that everybody used to get treated from the 90s. Is John Morant. He's the only guy that every time he goes to the lane. Right? He, he goes to the rim. They, they they are they are implying the Jordan rules on him. It's, it's crazy. A my city, yeah. Wild What's going on with this Lakers game? Ooh, is that an interception? Nope, 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 nope. Just got that out of there. Uh So, I don't believe the New York Jets defense is really getting the respect that they should be. And their lack of respect, I think, is because of the lack of respect that the league has for their quarterback. And this is weird, right? Because I want to say for the quarterback and for the coach. Let me add the coach in there, too. I don't think I don't think they respect Rob Salah that much because maybe he's not bombastic enough to make sure that his defense is put on the map. I, keep I can't be the only Jets fan that loves Rex Ryan. I mean, full bloom loves Rex Ryan. And every time that this Jets team in the last whatever has had a decent team, I wish Rex Ryan was coaching. Rex Ryan is, Rex Ryan is that coach, isn't he? He's the people's coach, isn't he? Was this Rick Ryan's first head coaching job the New York Jets? I think it was. <coughs> Remember that Tom? He, he was coaching? His brother was coaching at the same time. He was a defensive coordinator down there in New Orleans. Ooh, now I see why he reached out to Sean Payton. <laughs> and I probably realized why Sean Payton was like, I don't want shit to do with the Ryans anymore. They're a bunch of hotheads that I can't control. I don't know why I can't get my damn... (laughs) Let's see if ESPN is gay enough to put the Lakers and Brooklyn Nets on TV for preseason. No, what am I saying? (laughs) Monday night football, okay. It's how you know I don't watch TV conventionally, because I'm watching the Monday night football game, and have no problem even watching it through ESPN. My <sighs> bad, shorty. Let's get back into these jets, because time is dwindling away. That game, right, with the Kansas City Chiefs. After the Kansas City Chiefs opened up a seventeen to nothing, seventeen to nothing league in the first quarter. New York Jets rally back and they come all the way back and to make mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs basically have to win this not only on a field goal but also win this with a controversy call. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes doing the smart thing. Right? And this was some painful this was some painful stuff at the end too. But Patrick Mahomes doing the smart thing. Getting the open run for a touchdown, taking the kneel at the fir- at the one yard line. After it was, after we had, we had, see the thing about it made it so tough too, we had them beat twice. Maybe even three times on that play, on that drive. But pass interference, false, uh, off sides, and the, some, uh, I think another, I think I they think racked up three. Pa- the referees called more penalties on Patrick Mahomes' last drive, than they did all games. And that's what made that so so hurtful. Because basically, on third and long, we give up the ball. Third, Another third and long, Patrick Mahomes runs for a first. And we hold them again, we get the pass interference. So the defense is doing their job. But again, you can't be perfect all the time. And what happens is that that one error against the elite cost you. It's, I think that's kind of what we saw there. Patrick Mahomes takes a knee. The, I the, like the two-yard line, one-yard line. Time runs out. He goes to Zach Wilson at the end of the game. He goes, "Yo, play like every fucking game, my guy." Like shit. <coughs> it's so crazy, right? Because this is—you heard Patrick Mahomes say that of how well he played. They tried to. Bait another Kansas City player to talk and smack about Zach Wilson at the end of that game, and he was like, "Nah, man, he's a, he's a baller. Right? Like, if he plays it like that consistently, he, he's gonna make moves in this game. But that guy can play. You he, he he can he can hoop. So what's starting to happen now is that the flashes that we're seeing is starting to see now a little bit more often. Now, who knows if that started because Patrick is uh, because. Aaron Rodgers is now sitting in the stands, and he gave that extra confidence, that extra zip, that that, that extra fizz, right? That extra that extra level of concentration to, to Zach. You know that that you know he has his mentor, his big brother, watching him. Maybe even critiquing him in his ear, able to talk to him at halftime, maybe between plays. Right? I mean, not between plays, but. Change of possessions. <coughs> See, I, w- I wonder about. Oh, are we at halftime? No, nope, fourth quarter is about to start. The Green Bay Packers are back up. They were losing to the Raiders earlier, right? But they're, they're now back up, thirteen to ten. Fourth quarter is about to start. Devontae Adams four receptions, forty-five yards. Oh my God, I can't believe I won my fantasy, my fantasy league can't believe I won my fantasy game. My, 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 my matchup this past week. Can't believe it. Uh, what are we going to do here? Because every part of me wants to... Why am I even watching L... Because it's Brooklyn. I, I got to at least see what's going on in Brooklyn. Just a little bit. I don't care about L.A. L.A. over here talking. <laughs> you got Anthony Davis talking about, Yeah, me and Braun... We thought it was kind of like disrespectful how much you know they they were talking to us a little bit too much. Yeah, we know you won, but you know like like okay, calm down. So we got something for them. You got something for them. The only time you won a championship is when is when you had an eight month hiatus because of a pandemic, and then you were dragged through that finish line. And the only other player I hear that ever validates that, right? That championship is the guy that won the MVP for it in the bubble as well. No disrespect for Dean Dollars, But he's the only... Was it him, Paul George? Right? But Paul George, who thought that was tough because, man, I've never been so stressed in my life. This basketball camp, you know, being, being isolated, being a little... Like... Isolated and alone. In a luxury resort. Disney cafeteria, food here, golf here. That's like saying, you know what? I can't leave the city of Tamarack. say, like, man, I, I was confined to Tamarack. I, you know what, though? I came in front. Some of you guys are all confined to your city, and it sounds like house arrest. <laughs> 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 but it's, it wasn't house arrest, though. You know that wasn't house arrest. Like, granted, they, they were, they were, they were, it's gonna kind of Disney, but they could've been on a, they, they could've, they could've rode rides every day, had as much funnel cake as they wanted to, right? Like, go to Islands of Adventure, or, or around Disney, around the world, go visit Switzerland, France, you know, go, ooh la la, this is muy bien. Mm-hmm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. So the Jets, they lose that game against Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes has some keen words for, for the young, for the young, for the for the young baller. Tell so, you yo, play like that all the time, b. Like, yo, you play play like that all the time because that's even what Jets fans are saying. Like, that's how you know, like, there's a sympathy. level. That's what I'm talking about. There's a sympathy level for the New York Jets right now. Like, oh, you guys are pulling out wins with this guy. Oh, bless your heart. Sorry, defense. We we know that you're doing everything you can, but. We should be giving you more credit because you're winning with this guy, but for some reason, because it's this guy, we're going to have to overlook you because he's going to mess it up for you. He's going to mess it up for you. Kansas City game, you no don't little well. Well. Told to play like that again. Play like that again. In a perfect storm now. Because... You had the you had the game against the Bills right where you had to come in catch them off guard a lot of emotions riding, good nice little dub. You had the game against against Cowboys major letdown blew you the fuck out the water, <laughs> right? You 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 had to drag them out game against the the New England Patriots we know Bill Belichick makes young makes young quarterbacks look like Basuda, so he so he served up with a double stack of you know a, 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 a double stack of stakes, but he still lost that game fifteen ten. Now you're down two one, right? You down, or you down one two? You want to look at? losing against the Kansas City Chiefs. But now you look like you're actually starting to get some rhythm to you, Alright? Don't know if you finally, if he finally took the advice of sitting down actually with the offensive coordinator and I said, oh, "Hey, I need a playbook that reflects me and not Aaron." Defensive coordinator realizing also. Damn, I gotta slim this playbook down to make it in, to make it for him and not Aaron. I basically tried to see if hey, I wonder if I can get away with Plugging and playing the young tyke into Aaron Rodgers' system that I had you up for Aaron. Which is kind of a real skeleton offense where Aaron had control over everything else and I just kinda like, hey, hey go something I like. Do what you wanna do with it. You know, you know what it was like, you know, you ever seen those videos? Where these guys be like, hey, Master Chef, I got this McDonald's here. Can you make me a five-star dish? And they be like, I- I'll see what I can do. That's what the family worker was doing. That was his game plan or his playbook when it came to Aaron Rodgers. like, hey, I got this McDonald's. Aaron Rodgers was like, yeah, I got you. I- I- I'll cook this up real good for you. You tried that shit with Zach Wilson. He's like, I got this McDonald's. He was like, Ooh, Nuggies. Ooh. <laughs> so we had to switch it up. <coughs> so 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 we'll see what so and we'll start to get a better idea a better idea as the season comes along. As we continue to ride go along this this roller coaster, right? This fantastic voyage. That is the New York Jets. The next game after Patrick Mahomes tells you to play that every game is the revenge game against the Denver Broncos where Sean Payton came out and said, the New York Jets' current offensive coordinator did the worst coaching job I have ever seen in coaching history when he was the head coach (laughs) for the Denver Broncos. This is what he said. He came out. Put his hand in his pants. Dug betwixt his cheeks. And started slinging shit. At the New York Jets. I never knew horses. Could even try to reach as high as a jet. But you know it fell short. And now he has shit all over his face. Because. For weeks upon weeks. And actually, you know what? Let's. Oh, I wish I can, I wish I could. Can... I wish I would have done this properly. But let's bring up the for Denver Broncos schedule, right? And. Let's show you. Who actually. Has put on the. <laughs> because right now it's looking like Sean Payton. <clears throat> you were supposed to come here and turn around this program. You came on and said Nathaniel had from the worst coaching job that you've ever seen. Yet you have now gotten blown out by the Miami Dolphins, twenty to seventy. Remember, that's still the, that's the they put up the second most points ever in an NFL game. Now, granted, the Miami Dolphins are on um, pace to break every offensive record out there when it comes to yards, right? Like, they are doing the damn thing. But, oh. what about the loss to the commanders? I know you pulled out the victory to um against the Bears, but you guys have realized that in basically, every single game that they have played, the Denver Broncos this season has allowed a hundred-yard rusher in basically every game. Washington Commanders. Let me see if I can get this. If I, if I can get this up easily. Washington Commanders, Brian Robinson, right? He puts up over 100 yards on them. Not 100 yards rushing. It was 87 yards rushing and 40-something yards passing. But he drops over 100 yards on them. We all know about the two different running backs, if I'm not mistaken, that put up... Was this that game? Where's the running yards? Where's the rushing yards in on this one? Give me the rushing yards. Oh. I was, <laughs> my bad. I was looking at the. Yep. This is where Chan put up 203 yards. More um Tyreek Hill had 157 receiving. You had Moset put up over a hundred over a hundred yards of offense on you guys as well. Oh, man. And then. We bring it to the Chicago Bears. Man, when I say they've been going through it, the Denver Broncos have been going through it. Khalil Herbert puts up 100 yards rushing on them. DJ Moore gets 100 yards receiving on them. (sighs) Wait, wait, wait. There's more. And then last night in... Or yesterday in what you hope was gonna be a victory for the New York Jets because because of a bunch of stuff right they playing the Denver Broncos and they and they've been treading water if you want to give them if you want to be nice they've been treading water this whole season that 50 burger has left a, re- a horrible stain on Sean Payton's on Sean Payton's legacy we're talking about scarlet letter. This season is going to be a scarlet letter. It's going to be a humbling season for a couple of coaches that thought they were great. Giants, Patriots, Broncos. It's going to be a real humbling. It's going to be a really really big humbling season. The New York Jets yesterday. Not only... Because, see, this one of those games that you're not only looking for Zach Wilson to play well. You're looking for the defense to be as electric as they were. A couple of defenses, forced fumbles, another safety... Another safety earned. (laughs) Right? A game like what they put up against Patrick... Not Patrick Mahomes, but at least against, like... Actually, no, like Patrick Mahomes and... Buffalo quarterback Allen. Were you looking for a game for them to have multiple interceptions? Now Zach Wilson only 199 only, only 199 yards, but Brees Hall 177 on 22 carries. They finally opened up the books for him. Dalvin Cook is still being slowly worked into the into the lineup. He only had 23 yards. Zach Wilson had more yards than him. You're still, seeing the, you're still seeing a spreading above the ball, right? F- four targets to Conklin, or four receptions by Conklin, three receptions by Wilson, three receptions by Lazard, three receptions by Hall, three receptions by Carter, two by Uzma. So the ball is going around. Uh, it's just that we would probably like, and while I while I do en- enjoy seeing the ball move around, I, I do like seeing consistency all of the players that he's passing his ball to, even though we see, even though there are a lot of drop passes that doesn't get talked about for Zach Wilson. And we're talking about passes in the end zone that should be touchdowns. Touchdowns to to change the momentum of the game, to change the narrative on Zach Wilson. With two more passes that that are bouncing off a guy's hands, to come off their chest in the end zone. In first down territory where all he had to do was turn around and stick their hand out. And we're talking about a scissor seven years, <coughs> I just saw that. <coughs> and Lazar is one of those guys, Lazar is one of those guys. While he's made a couple of catches, he's also dropped a lot of big ones so far. But the just come over with this victory, 31-21, as Zach Wilson, not Zach Wilson, but Russell Wilson, right? He's pressured everywhere. You see Quincy Williams gets two sacks on him. Jermaine Johnson picks up another sack. Reese Huff gets another sack. Now, is this, oh, God, the six-sack game. Anything close to the six-sack game that Daniel Jones took a couple weeks ago? No, 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 no. Nothing close. But a 10-sack game that happened in Seattle? Oh. Those hurt. There's only so many times that you can tee somebody without them wanting to call for their mama. <coughs> but this is also... Two weeks in a row, or two games now in a row, where we've seen, or two games now where we've seen, that what's going on, sis? Where we have wondered, why is Daniel Jones still in this game? It happened against the Cowboys. And then it happened again this past weekend against the 49ers. Like, remember the Cowboys had blown out the Giants earlier this week, earlier this year, forty to nothing. And then remember that's when the Dolphins said, "Hold my beer, like we ain't gonna blow them out, but we gonna put up a fifty on their head." night he was says, "Say hi, love you too, love you too." <laughs> remember after that after the Dolph after the Cowboys game. Michael Paul went onto his podcast like y'all yeah, don't understand why they had Daniel Jones still in that game, like he shouldn't be having, to, like he shouldn't be like having to prove anything, he shouldn't have to earn anything. Get him out the game. There's nothing to play for. You gotta get that guy killed. And as a defense, we're trying to kill him. San Francisco 49ers and the New York Giants kind of the same thing. They, they, they the New York Giants lose thirty to twelve, and Daniel Jones is in there late, even after he's been after even after he's been berated by his head coach, right? Oh. I'm sorry, and I'm talking about 49ers, right? But not this 49 sorry. Happened, happened with the 49ers, happened with the Cowboys, and also happened again, sorry. La- yesterday was against the Miami Dolphins. My apologies. Seattle Seahawks, he got benched. Now, and we've seen Tyrod Taylor come in. Now this game again, they thought he was in there a little bit too long. What is he trying to prove here? Now Daniel Jones goes out hurt. Tyrod Taylor comes in. And if Tyrod Taylor isn't the most unluckiest player in the NFL, I don't know who is. You name me a player more unlucky than Tyrod Taylor. I really want to know because Tyrod Taylor came into that game yesterday. And he also is concerned with injuries. We're gonna have an injury up there on Wednesday on Tyrod Taylor and on Daniel Jones. I think right now Daniel Jones has a stinger, but we'll see what that stinger uh, really what that stinger is. He has like a pinch. But listen, I got a pinch. Like anytime this neck comes right here, yeah, this whole side starts to pinch, feel all the way into my hands. So we'll see. Yeah, but there's a lump in there though. I can feel it i can move it but that's generally how some of these pinches come about right it's usually due to like some kind of lump or hematola or some kind of bruise just sitting right at the wrong spot and then when you're trying to get mobility or movement into that area then you start to feel that pinch and let's see what happens with daniel jones where that pinch like i said i know he had a pinch. i wasn't it was a pinch in the shoulder pinch in the arm pinch in the neck We'll see what that pinch is if it's going to affect us Don't know. Like, we know Daniel Jones is a tough kid. He really is. We know that he earned this starting spot by being able to stand in the pocket when Eli Manning no longer could. Because the same issue that the New York Giants have right now that can very much shorten the lifespan and career of Daniel Jones is what probably robbed us of the last five good years of Eli Manning. Let's say Eli Manning had phenomenal years, but Eli Manning looked horrific his last five years because they had no O-line. How long has it been since since Eli Manning played? Think about that. Daniel Jones is now, I think is in his fifth year they still have an offensive line problem. They had an offensive line problem for for the last five years of Eli Manning's career. That's a decade long of O-line problems. Now, I know, right, it can take you a decade to find the right quarterback. It can take you a decade to find the right point guard, right? It can take you a decade to find the right goalie. It can take you a decade maybe to find the right pitcher. Because... These are one guy in one position, but a whole decade to fix an old line? You telling me in all of this time, you haven't found the right personnel? You haven't found the right coach? You haven't stumbled into the right scheme? To make this O line better, see what 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 I call here is 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 big tomfoolery and bullshittery, right? Because if it's taking you a decade to fix this problem, especially when this is a problem that can be coached up, this lets me know that you're hiring all the wrong people, and you know, and and it's been the wrong people for way too long. Because far too long, the one of the giants mo was that we like people that we're familiar with people that have been part of the Giants family before that know how this organization runs. Okay, I'm familiar with how the Giants organization runs, but before I became an offensive line coach, I was your paper boy. What makes me qualified to run the offensive line? But no, instead of taking your millions and billions of dollars and invested into the the best coach possible that you can for the offensive line. No. You want to you, you want to invest into the person you're most comfortable with. With the person that kisses your ass the most. The person that's going to walk by you and be like, Hey, Jim, you look good in that horrible suit today. That's what it sounds like you want. You want a fluffer. You want somebody to walk around and, and, and coddle your balls. And tell you that they're not sweating. That there's water coming from, that there's water coming from the sky that you can't stop. Fuck out of here. No, this, this O-line is bad. This is the kind of O-line that retired Andrew Luck. And he was good. We can see that he was good. That he just needed an O-line. With Daniel Jones, we're saying that he could be good if he had an O-line. So this is the difference. Andrew Luck was good without an O-line. And he got beat out of the league. We can still see his greatness shine every week. Daniel Jones was saying, yeah, he needs an O-line just to be good. So for his ceiling with an O-line... Was a guy like Andrew Luck's floor without one? <clears throat> now again, he got beat out this league, and Daniel Jones's key quality that helped him get this, this get this job over Eli Manning is gonna be the same quality that's gonna get him out this league. He's standing into the pocket too long, and he's gonna keep taking these licks and take these licks and take these licks and take these licks because he's still young and he's still fighting for a position. And he's still fighting for his notch of greatness in this NFL world. Because we all know he'll be very quickly tossed up and tossed aside and forgotten. Just to be a random name on the shirt that gets crossed out as you start figuring out how many quarterbacks the New York Giants are going to go through after Eli Manning. I know this is only number one. This is a, this is a, this is a this is a rough start to this one. Think it from a Jets fan. These things aren't easy. We'll see what happens. New York Jets had a perfect opportunity a while ago, like um this past week, to come to go ahead and beat these Denver Broncos, and they did that. Thought the Giants were gonna lose to the to the. To the to the Miami Dolphins, they did that too. Miami Dolphins are looking impressive. Like you can't, you can't hate on what they're doing. But let's take a quick break right here, right? I, I want to even say to take a quick break. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in Miami, but I, but I want to, I want to move. I want to shift gears. I Want to shift gears? I'm tired of talking football. I'm tired of take, talking football for a little while. <laughs> let's shift gears. Let, let's bring in some Florida stuff. I mean, some of the tall dolphins anyway. Come on, camera and Florida. I think I can wrestle it. Florida Man decided to bring an alligator with him while making a... hold on, I'm gonna have this on repeat because I gotta get a refill. Come on, camera, and Florida. I think I can wrestle it. Florida Man decided to bring an alligator with him while making a a (laughs) blow. I really wanted to take a break from talking football, I really did. We got, we got time, we got time today. We still got Monday Night Football going on over here, there's five minutes left in there. Ooh, I got a hair in my cup. Big old long hair, really? I mean, it's my hair, but yeesh. Yeet. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> gotta keep the throat lubricated. Pause you guys, fighting the sickness over here. Mm. You guys understand, like it really feels. Pause. It's just it's soothing, all right. It's soothing. So as the NBA season is getting ready to start, right? We had. NBA Media Day, obviously, right? And, and and we always have a Media Day, right? Time for the you know players come out, you can get some get a couple of early interviews, they come out, they come out in their uniforms, take pictures, you know they they, they do they do they take this picture, <laughs> right? This one. You, you you know what I'm talking about, right? They come all out there, they take that picture, holding the ball, <laughs> right. <laughs> And the NBA media today, uh, this, uh, uh, this year, was once again hijacked by one Jimmy Butler. And you know what's crazy? I feel that since Jimmy Butler has come to Miami more than anything else, that he has become... A lovable character. A lovable person that we all can't wait to see what he's gonna do next. Whether that's from his performance on the court, to him selling coffee off the court, or to see what he may do now for a third preseason in a row. You guys remember last year he came out there with the with with the with the dread extensions, super long dread extensions. All right now, this year he got into what he called his emo stage. Well, all he really did was he took his braids out and straightened and, and, and then he blew out his hair, straightening, getting ready for a new braid. Right, but straightened out his hair for a day, let that ride. Right, had the hair coming over to one side. Right, and then close my eyes and help me as I know. Right, <laughs> he had the hair coming over the coming over the face. Had a couple of fake um, eye rings, lip rings, nose rings. Right? None of them were piercings. You could tell they were little, just fake clips. A little bit of dark mascara on, and was saying like, yo, he was in his feelings. Right? He, he's in his feelings today. He's in touch with his feelings. This is this is in my feelings, Jimmy. <laughs> And if you read a little bit more into it, Jimmy probably had every right to be in his feelings since the fact that the Miami, the Miami Heat lost on the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. Now, it's one of the ones I'm still curious about. Which fan base is more upset? Are the New York Knicks more upset? Are the Portland Trailblazers more upset? Are the Miami Dolphins upset? Miami Dolphins. Are the Miami Heat? Or the Phoenix Suns more upset? Like, which one of these teams or more... Which one of these teams' fan bases, which one of these teams are more upset that they don't have Damian Lillard? And, I, and honestly, I feel like that's the... I feel like that's the best part of the reason that you saw Jimmy Butler troll you with that particular image. Now, I can making all this up. <sighs> it could just be Jimmy Jimmy doing whatever the hell Jimmy wanted to do and it was, it wanted to see how many different crazy conspiracies or reactions that the media was going to come up with. Now, what I am curious to see, right, is when ESPN or whoever it is, TNT, NBC, ABC, this this NBA TV, decided they want to start showing Jimmy Butler's profile picture. Are they going to go back to two years? Are they going to to continue to use his 2K profile picture? Or his image from 2K? Are they actually going to use his real image this time? Because I ain't gonna lie. I'll be a little salty if, like, every year I do this, right? For Media Day. They're all nice and fresh and clean, and that's because, even though it's a nice, respectful image, there's nothing wrong with it, and there's plenty of players that look exactly like I do in the league, that for some reason, that my image gets altered, like Yet you, you aren't using my most current image. It's like, if that use my current image, and then why, then why use any of my other stats? Like, just, 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 just put whatever you want for my other stats, inflate them all, change them all as you want. My height, put me at 6'10", then. One hundred and eighty-nine pounds. <laughs> Just call myself Chet Holmbrim. <laughs> but, Media Day was really interesting, because like I said, we got Damien, Damien Lillard on the move now. He's in Milwaukee. He tells... Let's cut the Florida man music. Right? He tells the league that there was no place that he, um, that, 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 with Giannis, he wanted to play with nobody. Giannis is the perfect superstar that he wanted to play with. Or he wanted to play with nobody else but Giannis. And obviously that's a troll because he was at that question early in the year. And the way he responded was, yo, Bam's my boy. And like, I would love to, my mammy, of course, because Bam's my boy. I've talked to him every, day. Yeah. excuse me, talked to me every day. But also I talked to Mikel Bridges every day, too. Like, that's my boy in Brooklyn, too. He's the one to be in Brooklyn because that's my boy over there in Brooklyn, too. If I'm Milwaukee, like I said, many of these other teams, i try to get Mikel Bridges. If you're going to get Damian Lillard, why not go and get da- Mikel Bridges as well, if you can? Mikel Bridges, Mikel Bridges. The Bridges that we like. I think there's another Bridges in the league somewhere. Wait, no, no, no. I think there's a Bridges in, another Bridges in the league that may be an asshole. I think there's another Bridges that that in the that's a woman beater or some shit like that. Is it Bridges I'm thinking about? From Charlotte. I don't know, but it's a but it's a piece of poop in Charlotte. We we have to give him that piece of poop award. He's very deserving of it. So Damian Lillard um um make make um talks about that. Milwaukee was where he wanted to be. And listen, Milwaukee's a hell of a place for Damian Lillard to be in. Without them having to give up much, maintain a big portion of that core. Damian Lillard has a huge contract coming up to like 60-something mil, if I'm not mistaken. Like, But being able to keep up with that core. Beginning of the games is Giannis for three quarters. Fourth quarter is, is Middleton and, and, is, is Middleton and, and Dame. And uh, and a big shot here and there from Bobby. You have yourself a formula, but not only do you have yourself a formula because of because of the politics you got, but also it's because you have a inject You have a an injection of reinvigorated energy now. Of, of 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 new hope, of new drive, of new hunger. Right, those guys have all won. So, that 125% that they were able to give to win a the championship, they may not have quite have that anymore. As much as they keep wanting to take themselves up all the time, they can't get that high, They can't chase that same high anymore. They can't get that high. So, so, they keep trying to chase it, but they don't really have that urgency anymore. So, now, when they, when they start giving, they're giving 95%. But they think they're giving that 125%. And you see the lack of effort by Hadi to keep coming up short because that extra 30% is gone. Let's see if Damian Lillard is able to bring them back up to at least 120, 115. Wrap those guys back up again. Give them new hope. Give them news like yo, you guys could be comfortable. You guys could sit on your lords. You guys could be fat and sassy. I got no chips here. And obviously, Giannis wants another one. So Bobby, right? Lopez, Middleton, all you guys. No, nah, I'm gonna need what I, I'm gonna need what y'all gave Giannis two three years ago. I'm gonna need that from you guys too because I want I want one too. I want to be studded on the on the wrist. I want to be studded. Oh, I want my finger to be heavy. Like, hey yo, I'm gonna take this off. Look look what it's doing to my hand. LeBron James comes out and he mentioned that this is AD's team, and only thing I heard to be honest with you is help me, please. Help me help you. Because I can't keep doing this shit. No, y'all can't. That's what I heard LeBron James say. LeBron James was saying that, yo, this is AD's team. We should have been AD's team. The fact that it's taken four years for LeBron James to finally have to come on and be like, yo, this is B's team. When Dwayne Wade did that for LeBron James after year one, it shows you how passive at A.D. Of too. And, and, and we heard, we heard A.D. That. We heard me and LeBron got something for that. How about you got something for that? What do you have? Because you guys already know how I feel here. Anthony Davis is in the same exact category. And I do mean the same. The very same exact category as Christoph Porzingis. You can enjoy Anthony Davis for 56 games. And for 56 games, the Lakers are going to look like they should be a playoff team. Maybe even a championship team. But is Anthony Davis going to beat him when you need him? Are those 56 games going to be a game are going to be the games in which championships are decided. Because if not, then Christoph, I mean, not Christoph, AD, you're as useless to me as James Harden. You're as as useless to me as a screwdriver on a worn-out nail. On a worn-out screw, you know what I mean? Evil. So me hearing <laughs> LeBron James, say this is AD's team. It's one I hear LeBron James trying to put the bug right, put um, plant that seed in AD's head, like, yo, this hat. Not, not only is this your team, this has to be your team. I need you to step up and be top dog, top villain. Not just that, right? Because I can hear this being said to A D from LeBron James. I can hear this being said to A D from Magic Johnson. I can hear this being said to A D from Genie Bus. That we still need you to step up for this, this could be your team. For you to start being the next great Laker big man. Because right now when it comes to Lakers big men. Anthony Davis is way down the list. We're talking about below Andrew Bynum. And if I'm wrong. You let me know what Anthony Davis has done more for the Lakers than Andrew Bynum has. I'll wait because they both look like the same exact player to me a second fiddle to a goat and if they bring somebody else in that can really play he's not even second fiddle not even third fiddle he's like the fourth fifth option now I'm stretching but Am I? Because when they won that championship in the bubble, Anthony Davis wasn't the one holding down Nikolai Jokic. No, oh yeah. They needed former, former defensive grade and rebounding god that when he had his own team, did way better with his own team as the man that Anthony Davis ever did. And Dwight Howard. Yeah, I can think about that. Compare their solo careers without LeBron James. I like, take that ring out of there that he happened to get with LeBron James. Pick up their solo careers and what they did when they were the man on their own teams. I'm sorry, Dwight Howard washes Anthony Davis. I'm sorry, you give me both in their pro. Yeah. You give me a New Orleans Pelicans team that that Anthony Davis had. The best New Orleans Pelicans team that he ever had. I'll take Dwight Howard's Orlando team over them any day. In a seven-game series, Orlando watches them in six. I wanted to say five, but Dwight Howard is a goofball. You yeah, yeah, whatever team you want to... Whatever version of the New Orleans Pelicans team that Anthony Davis had, Whatever version. You can take... You can take the all-time Pelicans team that he's ever had. combine all the best players he's ever played with in New Orleans. And Orlando was still watching him. Dwight Howard is still watching him. Dwight Howard is still putting up 8 blocks and 22 rebounds on him. While having 25 points, bare minimum. How many times you think that Dwight Howard is gonna is gonna along King Paulie Anthony Davis? It's uh, it's funny because I feel like the the Dwight Howard disrespect, right, is way too much, especially with Anthony Davis. I'm uh, let's put it this way: so far to me. I feel like Dwight Howard has been a better Laker um, great center than Anthony Davis has. He's done more for Laker great centers than Anthony Davis has. Because that chip that they got, they don't get without Dwight Howard. And that chip that they got is because Dwight Howard is guarding all of the prominent big men, not Anthony Glassjaw Davis. What was that dude? Um uh, uh, I, uh, Anthony Unbreakable Davis. The, the villain what was the villain's name from unbreakable? <laughs> Mr Glass Ooh It looks like the Raiders came over for interception. In the end zone to close out this game. They definitely did. Seventeen nothing. Raiders over Packers. How much time we got left in the show? Because We're gonna be back all this week. We got we got we got so much to talk about. That's that's, that's why I'm like I am I'm not even gonna I'm not even I'm not even rushing today. We have so much to catch up on. And you know what? I'd rather have too much to talk about than not enough. And <laughs> like we could always come back <coughs> and talk some more. Kyrie Irving and Luca. Kyrie Irving gets his, gets his contract extension. He talks about if the Dallas Mavericks were the team that he would have gotten drafted by, he would have never have left the Dallas Mavericks. The way that they treat players there oh is phenomenal. And I can honestly believe that this could be the best organization he's ever been to when it comes to player relations, player personnel, right? You know like how players are treated facility-wise, things like that you 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 talking about an owner in Mark Cuban that progressively made the best player environment the moment he stepped into the league now granted he wasn't checking his 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 own personal office as much and 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 allowing a very sexist and misogynistic work environment to go on for some um for for for, for a couple of decades it felt like or for at least a decade plus where there were women there were women inside that organization that were scared to talk up because they thought that this was the kind of environment that Mark Cuban um, had fostered where women were harassed, slapped on the ass. We're talking about 1920s women in the office kind of thing. Oh, I could, oh, I could slap you on the ass, sweetheart. Oh, I'm going oh, to pinch this tushy. I can have provocative women all over the wall. I, I, could, I could be watching porno in my office while you come in and talk to me. I can be... I, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> Who was that show? Oh, my goodness. I'm forgetting the name of the show, but he had an old lawyer in there that used to sleep in the office with his pants off. <laughs> oh, man. I'm forgetting the name of this show. The Good Wives? The Good Wife? I think it was The Good Wife. And if it's not The Good Wife, then it's the spinoff show that they had. To the good wife, but yeah, like that was basically that environment. But he's rectified that. It's in the past. They've they've, they've they they've addressed their culture, and hopefully that they ha- they no longer have this issue. But I couldn't t- I can't sit here and talk about what great of an environment that he's created for players, knowing that there were women in his organization that felt unsafe. For a decade. In anything that was considered Dallas Maverick related. That was a thing. But Kyrie's happy. Kyrie has saged the place. And we'll see how long that lasts. Because anytime Kyrie has saged the place, he normally ends up being the demon that needs to be exercised. But let's see what happened. He likes he he likes the environment there. And let's see what and let's give them a full year together. A full year together, a full year of training camp, a full year of coaching, learning how to play, um, play off each other. Not just, hey, come in here, do it. Like right? we gonna have this system, but do what you do that makes you great, and we'll slowly work you in. To Kyrie, that sounds like, woohoo! There's no rules. I can do what I want to do, like I always do. Let's see what he, let's see what it looks like now this year in. I'm expect and, and I'm saying this with optimism. I'm saying this with hopeful optimism. As much as we point out Kyrie's transgressions, right? It's mainly because often he is too overhyped, I believe. And the little bit he has done for the game gets over scrutinized, the one shot that he's ever the one big shot he's ever made his whole life, suddenly he's the greatest point guard of all time. You don't hear Mark Price being called the greatest point guard of all time over one big shot that helped his team win a championship? You don't hear Steve Kerr being called the greatest point guard of all time after one big shot that helped his team win a championship? That's exactly how I look at Kyrie Irving. I say it again Kyrie Irving has never gone to a team and made them better. Every team that Kyrie Irving has been on has been better without him afterwards, or been better with, or was better before him. Boston Celtics, Brooklyn, um, Brooklyn Nets, Dallas Mavericks. So far, he never had a winning record when he was in Cleveland. Never took him to the playoffs before LeBron James got there. Kyrie Irving was just some guy that that that, that, re- that could really score in the fourth quarter. That's all, that's all Kyrie Irving was—the guy with the most fourth quarter points. Meaning that when his team was losing, he went into ball hawk mode, like he's a ball hawk. Kobe, Carmelo, I know him. Harry Irvin likes what he's seen from Lucas so far. It's two non, it's two non-defensive players liking each other's offensive game. You see Poole and Kuzma, they taking pictures together. They're doing their thing. They're trying to come up with a nickname for each other. I'm like, that's cute. I don't know which one is cuter. Them trying to figure out a nickname for each other or them co-conspiring to put on a team runway show. Like, I figured, like, this had, like... Like, when I seen that, (laughs) when I seen that, that there was a runway show put on by by the Washington Wizards, made me realize one thing. They need to change their name from the Wizards back to Bullets or something that doesn't say Zesty anymore. I'm sorry. Wizards is starting to sound Zesty. Especially when your team is led by two light-skinned dudes that think it's okay to put on a fashion show. This is how you know that this is these two guys because it didn't happen before. We know how much Kuz loves his fashion. Poole just came from Golden State, so he just came from Cali. He's like, man, I really miss home. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what we should do? They're sitting home smoking together, together, right? As as, as Kuzma, as you know, Kuzma thought you still over here feel like your pool has to be upset. Let me take him show around the city. Right, show him fashion. Let me like, know. You know, we should do. We should. We should, man. We should have like us a fat man. You think we should have a fashion, man? Yeah, man. We have fashion shows all the time in San Fran. You know what I mean? Who's out there like, on, on the runway? Talking about, ski. <laughs> Speaking of ski, oh yeah, we going left field. I don't. I don't, I don't think. I'm only, I only think I'm doing a two hour show today. I told you we have all week, and, and I'm not trying to force anything. I'm not trying to rush anything today. Right. I'm not trying to force feed anything today. I'm just going to have a nice, good time. And <laughs> my pussy thing, my boy, brown. found out I just left pound town town. <laughs> if you don't know what the hell I'm doing right now, there's a rapper named sexy red. She's recently hit the scenes the song that made her famous which when it starts off right this is one of those songs when it starts off right this is why you shouldn't make fun of gimmicky songs right because of how bad they are because what happens the bad seeps in to regular everyday life and because it's bad and everybody wants to hear how bad it is or make fun of it it gets actual earplay you have to f- you have to go seep it out and listen to it next thing you know, you catch yourself singing pound time, just left pound down even though you don't know any other word of the song, you don't care anything else about the song, you think the song is ratchet as fuck and I don't even like using the term ratchet <laughs> but this is the ratchet girl era where we have now ratchet music coming out this is the perfect time to use it, because this is what this genre of music is being called now ratchet music the Ice Spices, the 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 City Girls, the, the the chick that smacked everybody up in Miami during the last Mayweather fight, her, right? Big Lazo, Big Little, Small Titty, right? I'm not putting Koi Leroy in that category now. Nah, you leave my Koi alone, nah. You leave my Lola Brooks alone too, nah. We ain't doing that. <laughs> alright so Sexy Red after making her ratchet pussy popping music cause it, that should move your feet it will move your feet and it will make you want to pop your pussy she makes a sex tape right or I should say she makes a sex tape she has sex which we assume that she's been doing since she's been like 12 right <laughs> just stop Well, I assume that she's been doing forever. Right? As much as she sings about it. But she's been singing about it forever, at least. Oh, no. They're going to have a renaissance, a film by uh, a Beyoncé film. They're going to film the tour. Uh, Show these people's reaction, these people's overreaction. I'm telling you, you women are ridiculous. And you men with women-like personalities are ridiculous, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whatever the fuck you want to call yourselves. <coughs> but sexy red, let's get back real quick. Let's not make this long. <coughs> right? We gonna try to keep this as short as her sex date. Bam! She has sex on. She ha- she has sex with some random dude, right? Dude records it. And that sex tapes gets leaked. She comes out. She she's so appalled, because she said, like, "I should never do no goofy shit like that, like leaking her own sex tape." Which, whatever. We've heard this. We've heard this before, only to find out that if it wasn't leaked by you, it was leaked by your family members, right? Or strategically by either your your family members in coordination with yourself into trying to help your your, your famous celebrity grow. And I, for some people, that's the only reason why they were even famous. Now, the thing about Sexy Red, this won't work for you because you're not the random chick smashing the celebrity that's going to become famous because of her sex tape. You're not Pamela Anderson smashing Tommy Lee. You're not Kim Kardashian fucking Kanye, fucking Ray J fucking Kyle Kuzma, fucking Lamar Odom, fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm confusing her with her whole entire family, but it started with her. <coughs> right? You guys aren't just fucking to fame. For, you are the celebrity, you are the Ray J in this formula. You are the Kanye. So, these random dudes that you're sleeping with, if you keep sleeping with these random nobodies, Right, and not to call, not to call regular people, but okay, let's, let's rephrase it. If you keep sleeping with random civilians, right, so you can understand the term outside of your, outside of your your, your, your field and, and and the new bubble that you're in, then you're gonna run the risk of these random uh, of of these randos leaking your sex tape because they're looking for their shot at fame. They're trying to become the Kim Kardashian in this, in, in this scenario. They're trying to become the Chloe Kardashian in this scenario. They're trying to become the Kylie, Kylie Jenner in this scenario. They're the, they're the ones trying to fuck their way to fame. You're already famous. So, this, this isn't going to super help your club. Now, granted, it's may get you a, a few more hundred, million, hundred thousand followers. Maybe get you another million followers. And you, you find a way to monetize that, Right? With your sexy red lip line. But this isn't going to be your claim to fame. Your claim to fame was already pound town. People seeing you do pound town is just now an extra bonus. Now, there were two sides of ignorance here. One, one, sexy red is ignorant as fuck. Let's just put that out there, right? I, I, I am not. I am <laughs> not. Like we, we hear her in our interviews about how, how, how the hood loves Trump. No, you love Trump because you're, right, and, and the hood niggas that you knew because they gave him free money. I know no black person that was fucking with Trump that had any kind of sensibility, a career, right, <laughs> a livelihood, a future that was like, yeah, we fuck with Trump because we got they got with that free money. Because you know what? Some of these niggas that I know they didn't get free money because they didn't qualify for it. I mean, it was something that we all qualified for, but you understand what I'm saying. So, no, nah, who doesn't love Trump because he, because he getting that money? No, you love Trump because your simple, basic ass, and you the simple, basic ass niggas that you fuck with was getting that was was getting that money. And as we can see, them simple, basic niggas that you fucked with was over here putting your business out there when you fuck with them. Now, let's get to the ignorant part here about this. The people that came out was like, yo, her pussy isn't pink. <laughs> like, I thought you said my pussy pink, my booty hole brown. You're like, yo, my pussy ain't pink. They were like, yo, your pussy ain't pink. And there was two levels of ignorance here. For the one that, first level of ignorance were the people that thought that everybody's pussy is pink. Like, granted, she should have realized then and there, anybody responding that, hey, I thought you, uh, um, I, thought your, I thought your boozy was pink. Now, granted, a pussy could be pink. They're retarded. Right? And now I can understand by the shot because she sung about it. My pussy pink, my booty all brown. And it's like, well, your pussy ain't pink, girl. What the fuck you talking about? Should have said my pussy, my pussy brown, my booty whole browner, (laughs) right? But then her response to say, "Of course my pussy ain't pink because I'm 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 a black girl." Like why would you think my pussy would be pink if I'm black? And My response to that is that black girls could have pink pussies too. It's like it's just your pussy ain't pink. It's it's like it's like not everybody got red gums. (laughs) Some of our shit's is blackened, a motherfucker. That melanin seeps into the gum line too. So I found I found that funny and, 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 and equally weird. But if you guys don't know, there is there there is a sexy red sex tape out there. Listen, you can just Google it if you want, right? Or if you want, you can go to your favorite site that you like to watch adult entertainment on, right? But whether you want to watch adult entertainment you want to participate in adult entertainment, I have something to make sure that you would never be let down ever again. Hey, you wanna go to pound town? I got something to help you go to pound town round round after round after round after round after round after round after round. Actually, you know what? The best way to describe on how you feel. Eh, we'll work this in there a little bit easier. <laughs> but after round, after round, is with Blue Chew. Oh, yeah. Blue Chew, yeah, boy. Blue Chew is that little blue pill to get you back your thrill. All you have to do is open up a pack and head straight to the sack. Just a few chews before you do 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 has the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So this is one opportunity that you just can't miss. For a very low cost, you can beat up like a boss. She will love how you come through like a champ when you Blue Chew in advance. And if you use my promo code of G-S-S-S-S, G-S-S-S. A G-S. A SS. you can get your first order of Blue Chew for free <laughs> <laughs> now let's do that again like for the tippity. oh my people Blue Chews that little blue pill to get you back your thrill All you have to do is open up a pack and head straight to the sack you know what I'm saying just a few chews before you do 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 you know hey, hey, yo. how many dudes you gonna do over there you gonna do them more All Right? Only thing you have to worry about is paying for shipping and handling. That's it. Pay for shipping and handling. Very low cost. Very low price of shipping and handling. Bluetooth has two directions. You chew it and you do it. You'll never know. Comes in discreet packaging. Says your name on it. Nothing else. It's like it's like buying liquor from the liquor store. Like it comes in a little comes in a brown bag. Motherfuckers don't even know what it is. Put underneath. You put underneath your arm. That's so motherfuckers. I like, don't know what it is. Now, obviously, you're looking suspicious. Nobody even know that you had anything to be suspicious about. Now, you're looking suspicious. Not, Trying not to look suspicious. But you about to go inside. You about to blow somebody's back out. Or you about to give yourself tennis elbow. Which the one you want to do. Turn that sexy red. You know what I'm you us just go down to and just... Make sure the elbows are, you know. <clears throat> whatever you do. What, 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 whatever your preference is, right? You just chew it, and you do it. That's it. That's it. ten. left panting. left Big the Big Big Oh my God. Speaking of booty holes being brown, James Harden didn't show up for the first day of training camp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he first he eventually did show up. right? And people said, like, oh, the way that he played, and he, and he practiced, he practiced like he wanted to be, he practiced like he wanted to be part of something bigger, part of this championship team that we have going on in Philly. Felt like he wanted to be part of this brotherly love. Uh. But everybody else is out here saying, like, you don't want nothing to do with this shit. James Harden wants less to do with Philly than Nikolai Jokic wants to do with basketball in the offseason. They asked Joe Boyd, the champion, MVP, yo, what did you work on in the off season? I ain't touch a basketball for two and a half months. He's like... How did you feel about this season? Yeah, it was kind of long, <laughs> cause we played two. Out of, cause we played we played two extra months of basketball. Like I wanted to go home. That's your champion. This is what he said, and you know what? <coughs> I am taking notes. I'm taking a. I'm taking notes. On everybody that does not have a problem with Nikolai Jokic. Not. What's going on, Mark? I haven't seen Mark here forever. What up with Nikolai? Oh, we just lost our pod bean feed. We're we, we, we we moving on to our two-hour mark. So we, this is about to be the last thing that we talk about. We'll be back. I felt it was something I wanted to end the show with. Yeah. We ain't gonna be here too much longer. We ain't gonna linger much longer. <laughs> <coughs> but I'm I'm I've been taking notes. Because everybody that doesn't have a problem with Nikolai Jokic not touching the basketball in the off-season, saying that he hasn't worked on anything all season on off season. Now Granted, maybe because he's a champion now, they like ah well he's won a ring well who cares right? Hasn't touched a basketball, constantly talks about how the season sucks. Can't wait to go uh, wait can't wait to go and participate in his other off court interest. I hear nothing, silence, crickets. Now, 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 See, I don't want you to pick and choosing. Now, if it's violent off, then I can get it. But if it's somebody trying to make a business from here on, I don't want to hear anything about it. Somebody trying to be on television or whatever during um, the off season, I don't want to hear anything about it. Acting, singing, shoes, fashion—I don't want to hear anything about it. This man for two whole years have said nothing short of, "I don't like basketball." Every day he comes to work, it's a Monday for him. He expresses it. He shows it on his face. You see it in his body language. Yeah, you don't hear anybody dragging him through the mud about his love for the game or about how it's a distraction for this. It's a distraction for that. Nah, none of that, right? So when Donovan Mitchell decides that he wants to take on oven, I don't want to hear about it. When Anthony Edwards, and Anthony Edwards has already started with his acting, I don't want to hear about it. Oh, maybe this has been a distraction. And now, now, granted, 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 I addressed this earlier. Sometimes we get stuck in the old narratives that we grew up with, right? And we kind of respond and live in that same moment. And Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't even apply anymore. Maybe we've gotten past that portion because I remember I don't hear I remember not hearing about Anthony Edwards, right? And now we're not hearing it with Nikolai Jokic. So I wonder, have we now gotten past that? And, and listen, we could be, and I just didn't realize it. Maybe I just realized it right now, where players are no longer being criticized for having other priorities outside of the sport that they play having other business ventures or things you want to get into outside of the sport that they want to play while you're still playing it and at their highest point of relevancy and highest point of income making so funny I remember everybody went no nah, do that when you're out the league when, when you're no longer relevant nobody really cares about you when I'm not bringing in a random 1.2 million dollars every year a random 5.8 million dollars every year a random 6.0 no, 12 point whatever it is 22 point oh no you want me to try to do all this stuff I wanted to do when I'm out the league When now they go look at me and be like well how much income do you have coming in I mean we know that you've made this and you've done this and you had this but you don't have this and you're not you're no longer making this this probably would any and we probably learned by now From enough people being told no that oh, this is probably a better thing to try to do money while you're still playing and you have active revenue It's like being able to get approved for, for things a lot easier when you're in the military and them knowing that hey you're gonna have a four-year contract five-year contract with them and they plan out your payments, <laughs> exact length of your, the the exact length of your contract left there. In the military. So, I don't know if this is still a thing, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be paying attention, to hear who makes this a thing. Because, whoever does, I'm gonna be looking really hard at them. One is either, you're either antiquated or you're racist. Because like I said, I haven't heard anything about Nikolai Jokic. And we haven't heard anything about most players for a while now. But we haven't heard anything from Nick about Nikolai Jokic. And he expresses basically how much he hates the game of basketball. Like, if he could had a choice between having to come play basketball and peel potatoes all day You'd rather peel, it's not like you would ever peel potatoes all day. Like, to him, this truly is the source of income to help fund what he loves and what's also going to bring him millions of dollars when he's out the NBA. Do a horse business. How many NBA players are you talking about getting into horses while they're still playing? No, the only horses they get into is the ones that they bet on. The only horses that they get into is the ones that they buy for their women's head. Like I said, I don't know if we've gotten past this. But I'm going to be paying attention to make sure that we do. Because the people that start making this an issue, like... When it comes to other these future players... I'm going to bring them right back to Nikolai Jokic. I'm like... I don't know. hell on a second. I got a question. You had an issue with Nikolai Jokic... Not liking the league? Every time he... Ago, it was a Monday for him? He, had, he managed to do enough... To at least love the craft of the game to become a champion. Because... Hey... How many of you don't like work but still make sure that you put your best foot forward at work because it represents it still you still want to make sure you always represent yourself the best way because you have professional pride he may hate his job but he still has self and professional pride to make sure that when he is out there representing himself even if it's something that he hates doing he represents himself in the best way possible so even as he hates it he became player of the month employee of the year employee of the month employee of the year most best salesman of the year whatever it is you understand what I'm saying the guy that hates the job It's great. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to find a way to get over that one too though. I'm not gonna lie, I'm talking to myself a little bit. Because there's gonna be another player that's gonna come up and I'm gonna be like, yeah, I don't know how much you love this game. And maybe your and maybe your outside endeavors is causing a distraction. And and and, and listen, maybe and maybe there's going be and I can see myself even really, um relaying this right or dealing with this as a case by case scenario because the skill level that Nick the base skill level that Nikolai Jokic comes into the league with because he's a European player isn't gonna isn't the same that most of these guys come in with. Isn't this easy it's not even the same level of maturity that most of these guys come in with. It's crazy that his basic fundamental skill basic fundamental skills that he has that he doesn't even care about is better than all this flash and dash that everybody else has been working on I'm gonna leave the podcast with this today Actually, actually, I'm going to leave the podcast right here today. <laughs> We're actually, I'm going to leave the podcast with this today. We're going to come back Monday. We, uh, I'm tripping. We'll come back Wednesday. You guys already know what's up. We got our picks coming on Wednesday. We haven't we haven't really done these picks in a while. I mean, things has been all over the place. We haven't done these pill We have our picks coming up on Wednesday. I'm gonna get into that Cornella and Charlo fight on Wednesday. Thought I was gonna I, I was gonna try to I was gonna close the show with it today. Nah, I think we'll open up the show with it on Wednesday. Or talk about it at some point in time on Wednesday. I didn't even get a chance to get into some of these other games. But we'll get into some of these other games. We'll we'll talk about... We'll get into the Thursday night football game that's been going on. Or the the London games that's been going on for the last couple of weeks with Jacksonville. We'll get into it all. Glad you guys are back. I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad I'm no longer sick. Well, getting over the last bit of it. I I got nothing else to watch. Actually, I am big time lying. There was supposed to be I just think I went back to the same exact place that I couldn't watch it on before. It's exact. Oh my God, wait a minute. This is, wait. This may be on the Yes Network. Hold on, hold on. Let's see if I have the Yes Network saved to my quick accesses. I forgot they were playing Brooklyn. And again, I don't know why I want to watch Lakers in Brooklyn. Maybe because I'm from Brooklyn. Because in a normal world, there's nothing to watch about Lakers in Brooklyn. Am I wrong? What's in the podcast here? Even I mean, even if somebody from even if somebody from Brooklyn, right? I'm just like, yo, what am I? What am I? Honestly, here watching about them because I'm not. There's nothing much interesting about the Lakers that's going on right now. There's nothing interesting going on with the Brooklyn Nets right now. The Brooklyn Nets, I, I can't think of them having a young player that I want to see. If they grow or come up, I mean, what, Cam Johnson maybe? But you guys tell me? We're out of here. for drinks. Oh, it's closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast. Don't want to go far. Wild night.